Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here. Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? OG5. Like that a little blues, a little rhythm and soul, maybe. <laughs> Blue white soul. Blue white cracker soul. Are we still allowed to call it Blue White Soul in 2022? Consider evil, huh? Blue Eye Soul. Yeah, that's actually a genre of music. Oh well, then it's when uh, got me, man. It's a phrase uh, you'd have to Google when it came out, but it's a genre of music referring to when white fellas do sing soul music. <laughs> so it's Blue Eyed Soul, I believe they call it. Well, I mean, it's probably better than Honky Soul. <laughs> I still think Crack a Soul. I still think we need to get filet a soul. Uh, that's more <laughs> of a Jewish dish, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, so, how are you, fella? I'm all right, man. I had a pretty trying couple of weeks, but uh, just been really busy with some some pretty big shit out on the other side of my life. Now, does that require like domes or like uh, some patches to the affected area when you're trying to pass a really large shit? Yeah, like man, some you preparation just gotta, age. You just got to grip and bear down. Who who does number two work for? <laughs> who does number? Yeah. Well, sometimes I think I work for number two. <laughs> who does number two? Especially work the older for? we get. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, it's hot shit talk here on the What's in Your Head podcast. You know, I I never really believed, I guess, so much in the aging overnight thing. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know what happened between 43 and the second 44. Um, the second 44? <laughs> yeah. because I 44 thought I, twice because you thought you were already 44? Yeah. I did that once in my 30s. I thought I was 34, but I was only 33. I did that twice. I did it once when I worked for Stan Haney. I turned 35. I thought I was turning 36. And it turns out I was already 35 for the previous year. And then this year, I thought I was turning 45 and when I'm, I'm 44. But uh, yeah, Memory's slipping already, huh? Well, that's a given. Yeah. Now, with all that being said, I did close down a business, start a new career, and everything else. But like, right around that whole time too, it's just like I'm trying to get back into running again. My fitness has kind of gone to crap. Uh, my knee hurts just from sitting in my kayak. My ankle hurts just walking around. And so, do you grunt getting out of bed? I always have that. That's just 18 years of skateboarding, and you know, all those years of snowboarding. But I, I've at least up until recently, I would prideful on the fact that i could push myself through all those annoying life aches and pains and do all the crazy workout i do mm-hmm. but like i'm just walking up the wheelchair ramp because our at my office our buildings our door our suite and our doors on the side of the building and for fire code they had it's basically it's just one long um wheelchair ramp there's no stairs and so i'm just walking up the wheelchair ramp and my ankles are hurting me i'm like what the hell i haven't ran in a month my ankle hurts like i just ran a half marathon i'll sit on the kayak and my knee will start like twinging me i'm like holy fuck well how far off have you fallen from stretching and going to the gym i haven't been to the gym in a couple weeks i did bust out um 30 minutes worth of yoga on the formerly mixed fitness bike 
Um, I'll get that in momentarily. And then yesterday I did 20 minute ride on the formerly mixed fitness bike. Now it's still mixed fitness, but mixed fitness, I don't know if it's been bought out or partnered with, but basically beach body on demand has taken over the whole software classes interface side of mixed fitness. So now instead of having mixed fitness sponsored by whoever and their low, you know, their lower quality production videos. Like when we first got the bike, a lot of their video was shot in like the same white background that I have on the bottom of my news desk here, uh-huh. that plastic imitation corrugated steel. And then as time went by, they got full display monitors, but they just updated the software. They just rolled it out. Now when you log on your mixed fitness bike, it's B-O-D-I by Beachbody On Demand. Now for those of you like, well, that oh, name kind of sounds it. familiar. Beachbody On Demand is the one who brought to you P90X. Well, shit, it all came around full circle for you now, didn't it, bud? Yeah, because kind of, because if you remember back in the day, there was Irish Ways and Irish, no, that's a, no, wrong thing. Oh, back in the day. You know what the Irish goodbye is? Yeah, it's when you just leave. I do it all the time. I'm I like, do it too, and I actually blame it on my. No, I do it intentionally because I'm like, we'll be somewhere. And I'm like, okay, let's, oh, just, yeah. let's just pull an Irish farewell. Yep. Let's say, no, we have to say bye to people. I no, do that don't. at parties. I'll just give it, I don't. And I don't like try to and sneak out of place. Nobody really notices. I just, you. It's just all of a sudden you're gone. I just the people in the room. I'll just you know give a nice see what's up and boop, 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 boop. the Irish farewell. But no, back in the day when I was doing working out in the garage in the house that we lived in, where our neighbor got killed across the street, um, we had the projector. That was a hell of a fucking title to this story. <laughs> well, for people been hanging around the Instagram page, the Facebook page, the you know the podcast long enough, these are stories we've told it since 2018. But I mm-hmm. lived across the street; my neighbor got shot. Anyhow, we had when I at computers was still up, and we had a projector that Dad and I used at trade shows, and I acquired uh, some P90X videos, and I had them on a laptop because well, that's the medium which I had to watch them. If you um, so I hooked the laptop up to the projector and I would project it on the wall inside my hot ass Florida garage. And so I started doing P90X, but not P90X staring at a phone or P90X staring at a computer screen or P90X staring at a 60 inch TV. I was doing P90X in a garage with a, basically a virtual classroom. I had seven Fucking foot tall trainers. Vision. I had seven foot tall trainers in front of me on the brick wall. And the This the, is not IMAX, this is Don Max. Well, not only that, but this is old school. The I still had the projector I was looking at the other day. This thing is so old it has S video hookup, an RCA. There's no HDMI, no there's a VGA, an RCA, and an S video. That's how old this thing is. Which means it puts off heat. This is this isn't an L C D projector. This is the old what was the uh, halogen bulb? Yes, in there? this is the halogen bulb. So not only do you have the 90 degree from the Florida heat, but then you got the 200 degree halogen bulb six feet from the back of your head casting this this thing on your wall. But look, I say all that this say is this. is a combination of P90X and hot yoga. Well, kind of like Gordon would say with full circle. Well, it kind of did come back full circle because all those years ago I was using P90X to work out. Now mm-hmm. I got a mixed fitness bike. And now they have bought out the mixed fitness Recording. bike, and so here we are, full circle. So they're going to send you some new stickers to put on your mixed fitness bike? No, because the bike is still mixed fitness, but basically the the bike was such a high quality. The only difference between the mixed fitness bike and a Peloton, I believe, I've never used a Peloton, but I believe. Actors didn't have heart attacks during shows? No, um... 
And please email me at info at, uh, info at d-410.com. I think the Peloton bike automatically adjusts the resistance by the program. Mm. Meaning you just hop on that bitch and you ride, and the program adjusts intuitive so that everybody in that live class is on the same part of the hill. Well, as we've discussed before, Peloton owns the copyright to the distribution model of fitness videos on a tablet affixed to a piece of fitness equipment. That's how um, direct and how specific the patent is. And they also own the patent on lifetime scoreboards on fitness equipment. So no one else can have a lifetime scoreboard and no one else can broadcast live so bicycle classes. If you can't have a live time, L-I-V-E time is what I'm thinking you said, mm -hmm. scoreboard, can you delay it by a second? I don't know. I know one person got, one company got sued already for having a... Let me guess. Some certain district in Texas? Uh, probably. But, so with that being said, you have to manually adjust your bike. Now, some may argue, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a bypass switch on a Peloton. I'm not going to say there's not a reused one. One could argue one may, special beginners may want to be more interested in controlling their their demise opposed to a computer doing it. The old Colonel Clink in there on the screen will fucking... And so the, the, the bike itself, there's a lot of YouTube video reviews on the bike, and it's it's right up there with the quality of a Peloton, if not better. But, yeah. but they didn't have the resources and the financial backing to expand their... I mean, they had a lot of good stuff, but now they have... Somebody with the background of Beachbody, and so now they have all the Beachbody trainers. And the cool thing is, I didn't have to. There's no change in my subscription because you know we got the, we got the deal on the bike. We're paying, finance the bike in the subscription. So all we had to do was just change our username and password, and boom. Now, is there a certain amount of douchebaggery that comes along with Beachbody versus Miss Mix Fitness? No, well, they're supposed to keep some of the major players as far as the the teachers and the, and whatnot. On a mixed fitness, but you do have more, you do have more instructors now, and there's more programs. Like before, mixed fitness had a yoga, but it was your basic hardcore yoga chick. I mean, no, these were hardcore yoga classes. You could smell the patchouli. What the, the well, screen. not that, but I mean, this is the advanced shit. This is whereas P90X right. they have like their Pilates or P90X stretch, which is which is an incorporation of easier, yet still effective. You know, you're not going to be trying to stand on one hand with your thumb up your ass like you went on some hardcore yoga class. You're into a pretzel, and you've got to make sure breathing is just. And right. so you have more options. And so what I did is, I and I actually want to get a larger one. I actually priced like a eight, ten foot by ten foot yoga mat because I am six foot five, and you know, anyhow. And so, what do you make a ten foot by ten foot yoga mat? Yeah, they're just called gym mats, gym floor mats. <laughs> they make them up to like forty foot by forty foot, but those things are like freaking eight hundred dollars. But anyhow, but on the mixed fitness bike, you can rotate the monitor, so you you know you can use that monitor for your yoga stuff. Well, and I'm sure you can log ice. in on the website, uh -huh. and then have the same program. Maybe put it up on a TV, which for some like yoga may come in more more in handy. But um, anyhow, so. I oh, <laughs> Mike, Don is the quickest good buyer I know. <laughs> <laughs> G O N E gone, kind of like a fishing pole. You dropped in the water. We'll get to that uh, in a minute. Uh, uh -huh. But anyhow, no, I started doing yoga again the other night because Saturday I had to go to Carrie's school to help her set up because her knee and her leg is still effed up. She's going to the um, orthopedic surgeon for a uh, 
a second opinion tomorrow. But I'm sitting there like jump, trying to stand on chairs to hang up border on her bulletin boards above the chalk. Well, formerly chalkboard, now it's like an eight thousand dollars smart t- smart wall. But anyhow, so it's gone from chalkboard to whiteboard to giant tablet. Yeah, you can go on my TikTok and see the video I did where I drew a Stimpy on there like a weatherman. But anyhow, yeah. So, um, so it's interesting. I'm hanging up the world's second oldest thing, a uh, paper border on a. Uh, um, analog bulletin board above the super expensive digital drawing board. So but they're it, still doing that. They've, they they haven't. You know, I, I was joking because there was a, a classroom there that is beautifully done, but it kind of looked like a coffee shop. There was no no curriculum based stuff on the wall. It's a brand new teacher, beautiful room, but like no curriculum based stuff. And I was joking with Carrie as because Carrie moved down to second grade. As I'm hanging these new ordered off amazon like abc cards up on the bulb i, I said i said see you don't want to go break in the tradition of a, of a second grader classroom which is having so here i am once again following the oldest tradition which is putting abcs on the wall over the world's newest thing a ten thousand dollar tv my question to you is you've got the abcs but if i can remember back Jesus Christ! A long time no ago. one twos and threes on there. Just the ABCs, capital and lowercase. The ABCs, but are they not in cursive? Also, no. 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 They don't have both. No. Well, well, keep in mind these are things that <sighs> Carrie purchased. No, these are things we purchased out of pocket on Amazon. Right, no. but do they still teach cursive or is no? It uh, no, they barely teach handwriting. Everything's done on Chromebook. But anyhow, I, I say all that to say this: as I'm stepping up on these. Small chairs, not even full size office chairs. These are chairs for second graders. As I'm stepping up on like my quads are tight, I feel like I just ran it's on a step stool. <laughs> I'm like, why is my body so tight? And I realize, oh, well, I haven't been running, I haven't been working out, I haven't, and so I force myself to get. And it happened to be the first of the month, so I can track it and get back on. But anyhow, so I'm trying to get back into. It. I did some yoga and riding bike, but it's so, it's like, why am I hurting so much now more than I did this time last year when I was actually more actively fit? Mid forties. Getting old sucks. Yeah, I'm actually back to gym a solid three days a week. I kind of changed machines instead of the standard elliptical. There's this uh, one, I think it's called an Apex machine, but it, it uh, it's like you're basically like it, it in the way it's it's how do I explain this? It's like an elliptical except you're running and the 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 foot tracks actually kind of roll with your like your feet would naturally. And uh, that thing's kind of kicking my butt. So I've shortened my 45 down to 20, which gives me the opportunity, as we've been hearing a lot lately when we are getting older, to do maybe a little less cardio and a lot more weight training, but light weights to help keep our, uh, our bones strong. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've, uh, I've been working on. But speaking of working on things, I uh, hey, saw partner. two interesting shows oh, on good. Netflix recently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Drop a lung. Does number two work for? <laughs> Who does? Don's like fifteen minutes late on this drop. That's right, buddy. You no, I, I've had it queued up, but we were in the middle of a, of a conversation. But yeah, oh, that's when you just let it rip. It's called a so long, a long, long route throwback. Holy shit! <laughs> Anywho, so Anywho. I watched Snowflake Mountain. Okay, what'd you think? 
The first episode was a little first creepy. Couple and episodes, like, I'm I like, feel dumb people to actually watch fucking it. dress and act this way. Well, not that, but this like, can't be real. I'm getting fucking clowned. And halfway through the first episode, you're kind of embarrassed. Like, why am I watching this? These guys yeah. are assholes. It is filmed in England, believe it or not. I thought maybe New Zealand because they never say. They, they never well, say. Well, we never think England is very mountainous or hilly. This is close to Scotland. Okay, because so when they did the north. drone footage near the last couple episodes, I'm like, that kind of looks like New Zealand. So it's on the other side of the border of where I kind of looked at where it was at. Um, because you know me, I can't leave things alone. I don't skim along the surface. I got to dig in a little. Now uh, let's pause. Believe real it or not, quick. it's on the close to the borderlands where the border reavers were, which Clan Maxwell was on the other side. Let's back up just a little bit for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Last episode, I gave Gordon a homework assignment of watching this show. As we said, you know, if you ever had his fantasies of taking somebody who's like a hardcore Prius driver who says no one needs anything but a Prius and then like put him in someone's property out in the middle of Montana in the wintertime, tell him to drive to work, good luck. Someone did the same thing with a bunch of Gen Zers. They got like 10 of them. Ages 18 to 30 who all live with their parents. Most of the parents are very high, rich, much to do. These kids never wanted for anything in their life. Yeah, one dude had a Balenciaga sweatshirt on, and the only reason I know the cost of these is I've been bidding these stores, and it's like a $3,000 sweatshirt. Yeah, and so they basically tell these kids they're going to do like a New uh, Jersey Shore-style show at a, at a mountain resort, and it's just going to be partying and drinking and tomfoolery and debauchery on camera. Lo and behold, they get dumped on top of a, what kind of, at the beginning looks like a clear-cut mountain in the middle of a logging camp. It would be the Zen, Gen Z equivalent of the record scratching if they listened to records. But yeah, they were basically forced to live in what would be a $9,000 wall tent on a nice wooden platform and probably a touristy family reunion-style rental With summer stove. camp. With, with the wood-burning stove, stove to keep their ass And warm. cots. So they weren't exactly roughing it. And as I was no. telling Gordon, when they got sent to Last Chance Lake, they were now, forced... that was a primitive lean-to, so I will give it to them, but That's still. basically what I sleep in. I, I would love the... I wouldn't mind that. I looked at Katina and said, man, I'd do this all day That's long. what I told Gordon. I said, these kids are like acting like this is the world's worst thing, but people our age would like spend $500 just to spend the weekend there, or more, probably $500 a night to spend the weekend there. But what overall, did you like it? Yeah, I did, and I was actually surprised with the outcome. I'm not the, I am not the most physically fit person anymore. I was at one point in time pretty good, but the rotund people who can, who actually climbed the mountain and who went out mm -hmm. during that trip was surprising. His attitude it made it worse. Well, I was going to say that was the that was the thing. It was like kind of like watching someone who has who fully committed to AA or like rehab. And then like three months into it, they have that one night of just fell the fuck off the wagon. That was like his moment and it cost him dearly. But you're like, Oh, these, these cats have come a long way. Cause not to give anything away, but as the show progresses, you kind of start to see the outcome that the theory, because as we were saying last week, the whole theory is, is people say that the reason these young cats act this way is they, they spend all time in AC and on the internet. And, if you actually got a little mother nature in your ass, things would change. And you do start to see physically, emotionally, and verbally the changes setting in on these people. And I think they never say, but I'm gathering they spent about 30 days out there, give or take. No, two weeks or less. Really? I thought it was longer than yeah. that. He said it was the average trip of your average bougie uh, trip somewhere. So, well, you Mike, know. no use for a last name, says he. And I agree with him. That reminds me, I need to go camping soon. 
Absolutely. Talking about summer heat waves, we've actually had a monsoon season so far here in Vegas, folks. The lake went up three inches. Ooh, flood alert, flood alert, danger, danger. Actually, there was floods. There's floods all the way up in St. George, Utah. There's been floods here. Uh, I think the homeless people have been cleaned out of the... um, our drainage system quite well. We've got <laughs> 600 miles of drainage, including underground. Uh, one of the things you'll notice, you may see on the news, oh, Las Vegas is flooding, and you'll see the pictures and the images and the, the video of a parking garage just flooded out. What they don't tell you is that's the link, and that was designed to be that way. Now, occasionally there are cars in there, and I don't know how they figure out the liability for that. But, yeah, that's actually designed to be a flood zone through there. Where do we? We've had rain almost every day, just even a drop for the last two weeks. So back to Mike's suggestion. Obviously, I had a camper for a while. That's how I ended up with a uh, oversized truck with a V8. It was Dad's camper, and so we were going camping a lot. But we were having a hard time and bitching a lot on here about how hard it is to find a legit campsite in Florida for campers. It's basically a a preview of your retirement. Essentially, you you rent this spot, and it's surrounded by full-time campers, and you're lucky to have grass, a tree, and a fucking fire ring. But Mike and Ron introduced us over to a spot over um, where I took you shooting at the shooting range over at Cecil B. Webb. Camper's gone, but these these, uh, rudimentary campsites are $3 a night, and it's nothing but woods and fire ring. They actually make, and it's not that expensive. I think uh, Cabela's or Bass Pro may carry them the in bed tents. Well, in a truck. I'd like to get a rooftop tent. I don't want an in bed tent just because I know one, beds are hard, and two, I want a tent tent. But um, I was, so what I was getting to, if you guys don't want to get yourself a tent that says Ozark Trail on the side for 30 or 40 bucks, um, I often seen the praises of casking over here. What a lot of people don't realize they have like an outdoor brand that has nothing to do with fishing called Extremis. But they sell a tent, probably a higher quality. I can't say if it's made in China. I'm going to assume it is because well, everything has to be. But they got tents on here, four person tent for sixty nine bucks. That's you know that's right up there, maybe a little bit more than an Ozark Trail, but you're supporting a you know a small mom and pop joint. But I'm looking at these tents, but I'm thinking about picking up one of these tents. But more importantly, where do we stand at on camping hammocks? I'm all for them, bro. Because they sell one down here too, and I was thinking, hmm, get a tent for when Carrie and I want to go camping. But like Ron from the no- Tackle Your Personal Best podcast, he's been trying to get me and Mike to come crash at his house because he's got a lake out back, and I'm thinking. It- I can just grab one of these super affordable hammocks. And I got to thinking, you wouldn't even need two trees super close together because you can just use ratchet straps. Yeah, and full suspension, you, baby. You're absolutely right. And I'm I've so I'm trying to figure out a good middle of the ground because Katina and I have kicked around going camping, maybe getting a camper, but you and I know how that works out. Mm-hmm. If you spend more money storing the son of a mm-hmm. bitch and actually using it. And they're like and boats, I'm, they break down. I'm, I'm looking at possibly uh, once I get the Tacoma into actually buying it out here next year, probably of getting a bed top. You know, you, you've seen them, the over overlanders have it, you know, they got the, they got the platform that kind of sticks up over the bed, not all the way. I don't want it above. I want it about halfway and then getting a, a tent platform on top of that. And that's being because, uh, you can have some comfort. You can have some kind of safety. Just don't fall out. Yeah. And, um, 
but my thing is, is the the bathroom and cleaning and shower situation for her, you know, because she, uh, you know, she's a little bit of a city slicker. Well, I see, uh, believe it or not, really camped before. <laughs> believe um, it or not, that's one of the corners Carrie has turned. I mean, when we go out kayaking, you don't have a choice. I mean, she'll just. You know, when we first started, she was a little delicate about it. Now she's like, I got to find a spot. And she'll just go walk on the woods and drop trout. Squat, just don't watch out for the poison ivies and snakes. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, another show, I want to mm. stay on this topic because I thought it was interesting, especially this one guy. Uh, I can't believe I've watched it, but Dating on the Spectrum. Really? And there's a guy on there that shows up probably third or fourth episode in who's 65. He, uh, late. Late learning that he had, he was on the spectrum, autism. But when he talks, it sounds like a mix of Mike Rowe and Mark Haney. Huh. This dude sounds like he is in radio. That's funny. And it's just how he talks, his delivery all the time, you know. And, and, and But it's interesting. And it's interesting seeing how these, a lot of them are young kids are, are interact with each other uh you know i'm not yeah as you know i'm not really big into the whole reality stuff yeah i look at this more of a docu-series and uh and how they interact and god damn it even being a regular guy i'm like i kind of feel their pain you know i can feel the uncomfortableness because i was always my wife does not believe that i was a shy person <laughs> so um yeah uh it, it's interesting it, it's an interesting show there's definitely a strong nerd trend amongst the, uh, you know, the the uh, spectrum of the <laughs> autism. I, I don't even want to say it's an autism. I think it's a generational thing because I was talking yeah, about this I with Carrie the other day. And we've and we beaten this dead horse to death. But these young cats, not so much this generation, but the generation prior to them who made nerds cool grew up watching Big Bang Theory. But we're always... It's like every time we would turn on American Ninja Warrior, somebody up there who's going to do it for the nerds and you got picked on. I like, you never got picked on. Nerds are cool. Nerds have never been more cool than they have been in the last yeah, 20 years. You got, you You're 18 and a half. You never got made fun of for being a nerd. Yeah, let's, let's go to the 90s. Look years. at my middle school photo. Yeah, you want to talk about real nerd. And I wasn't welcome. To me and three guys sat at a table by ourselves. We're like the nerdy kids Don on American Dad. Don was a different Dad. type of nerd. He was a nerd in a non-nerdy class. Well, I was I was a stupid kid. I was in the learning disability classes, so we had to deal with that. We had that stigma. See, we didn't have cool little um, acronyms or abbreviations to kind of well, we did. to enter to did. intertwine the kids with the rest of them. It was literally it was mainstream and you. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I, well, you're in mainstream for England. On the other side of that aisle, it was called Speds. Well, that's we were them. So yeah, we yeah. were the special ed. So. You're special ed, and they're mainstream, and sometimes you're in a mainstream class, and other times you're in an old broom closet with a half-retired teacher. Yeah. But anyhow. Kind of remind you of, like, the retired teacher, half-retired teacher, or some of the people kind of remind you of, was it the family guy where uh, one of Peter Griffin's co-workers got the broom handle sticking out of his head or something? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, I made people cry. That's all right. Did you? Yeah. Uh, were you a bully? Were you the special I don't know if you're aware of this, Gutter, but there actually was music recorded before 1989. What is this? You're going to wear this to the show. You're going to wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy. And now, to be or not to be that guy. Welcome to be or not to be that guy, the truck edition. 
shit. We like trucks. I got a truck. You got a truck. Shit, we all got trucks. Mike's almost got stuck. That's another story for another time. <laughs> he lost his pole. Poor guy got a brand new wicked ass kayak, caught a two and a half pound bass. Everything was going smooth and he lost a pole in the water. And it went downhill from there, huh? Uh, it happened to the best of us. I lost uh, pole. I'm sure karma. there will be a pers- Tackle Your Personal bed- Best podcast that will... Uh, yeah, episode number seven coming up soon. But anyhow, back to the show. To be or not to be that guy, the truck edition... We're going to go over 13 things you should not do with your truck. They're not cool. No matter how cool you and your a-hole buddies think you are. These are things that are not cool you don't want to do with your trucks. Brought to you by our friends. Not our friends. Just brought to you by a random website about cars I'm not giving a plug to. As Uh incredibly sturdy, sturdy, as incredibly sturdy and versatile vehicles... Modifying your pickup truck is never a bad idea, unless you do one of these 15 horrible things. Matt, can I guess one? Sure. The worst one of all, the Carolina squat. Mm-hmm. Or would that be the Florida tuck? Still going through the list here. We'll have to find out. Starting at number if that's 13. that's on the list, this list is garbage. Number 13. Number 15, this is the top 15 things you shouldn't do to your truck as of 2020. So this is relatively new. Put an A-pillar gauge, uh, put an A-pillar gauge cluster on the inside of your truck. Uh, Seen it. Got tachometer, got the fuel. It's been chipped, man. My truck's been chipped. A-pillar gauges are great for the constructed and dedicated windshield view of the race car. Since race car drivers are whizzing about mind-blowing speeds, it makes sense to put gauges on the right hand, you know, right within the line of vision. But why would anyone want them, especially if they're fake in your pickup truck? Oh, there's got to be air vents on there too. Fake air vents has to be on there. Racing tires can be bad for your truck. But yeah, why would you put racing? You know, it's almost as bad as traction bars on an S10. Um, racing tires should only be put on your pickup truck if you plan to race it. In a bid to reduce friction and promote speed, racing tires are smoother than everyday tires. That's why using racing tires on roads can lead to your pickup skidding, sliding, and eventually running its suspension. I'm sorry, ruining its suspension and shocks for good. Now, you don't have this so much on. Well, no, you quite. You, have, you probably have. You probably have this in Vegas. I think this reached its apex about three years ago, and I think it's on a steady decline as these cats get a little older. Rolling coal, man. Number thirteen, belching smoke, not cool. Usually they are atta- they. I don't see it as much, but those trucks are also attached to the truck with the train horn. Yeah, well, that's because these trucks were intentionally made to annoy overzealous. Prius drivers, environmentalists back in the day. That's why yeah, this is, they, they feel that they're annoying. This is why it's reached it their apex. Like because they there used to be videos on YouTube like them driving down the street and rolling coal on people mm-hmm. standing on corners. But anyhow. Oh, that was fun. Why have a smoker for your truck? Seriously, rolling coal stopped being cool a century ago. And having billowing clouds of black smoke Rolling out of your exhaust makes you look like an asshole. No, I'm sorry. That's how I had that. Idiot. Makes you look like a wannabe and shows that you don't care a hoot about the environment. Trucks guzzle, trucks guzzle enough fuel as is, so why flood your engine and 
that, and it's not to make it look cool. More than anything. Number twelve spoilers do nothing but look silly on your truck and cars. What's the purpose of a spoiler? It's to uh, basically supposed. To, it's part of the aero package. It's supposed to push your car down to the ground. So the so the when you're going at a a certain velocity, so you don't lose traction and and uh, go all over the place. Much like the air dampener below your bumper. As yeah, Gordon said, a lot of that's actually believe it or not, four miles per gallon. As Gordon said, the spoiler's <clears throat> intention is at a certain speed it creates downforce, thus increasing the grip of the car has on the road by increasing downforces as well as reduces the car's drag coefficient, thus making performance and race cars faster by a smidge. Most of the actual hey, spoilers are too big for everyday use, so the ones you see on sedans are mostly there for aesthetic effect. But on a pickup, okay. however, the spoiler not only serves no purpose... But it just shows how uninformed the owner is, and I'm going to add, and basically damn near negates the use of your tailgate. Remember back in the 90s when people take S10s and make them look like Testarossas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty bad fad. This one's going out with rolling coal. I have not seen one of these in a while. Stop putting large exhaust vents on the end of your exhaust pipes or it looks like they have a Maxwell House coffee can. <laughs> Pulled it to the end of it. I got a four-inch exhaust. There are also those global folks out there who want their trucks to look cool and get that huge exhaust put on it, replacing a standard one their trucks came with. Now, while certain exhausts do upgrade the truck's performance, a trumpet-like horn you see sticking out of some of the trucks are there just for show. Let me see if this one's on the list. You ready? Yep. Four by four trucks lifted with low profile all terrain tires or off road tires that stick out about six inches from the body. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you got that, you're stupid. No, don't see that on there yet. Mm-hmm. Getting close, though. Where do we stand on galling doors? Fucking horrible. <laughs> was that ever cool? I mean, when you saw it in the 90s, I guess you thought it was cool. Well, we were, we were at that age that we like stupid things. <laughs> There's a reason why the Tesla Model X sucks, and it's the Gullwing doors is part of it. Gullwings are not the most functional of all doors. I object. I often wanted Gullwings on my Pontiac Firebird because those doors are like seven feet long, and they're so hard to open up in a parking spot and, and get out. So when you have a seven-foot-long 1997 Pontiac Firebird door, those might be... Easy to use and in a going for And you're six foot five. They need a lot of overhead space to open, and crashes can leave them dangerously stuck. Probably why SUVs and pickups should steer clear of them forever. I'm going to skip number nine. Please, no pink pickup trucks. That's self explanatory. Now, that's a badass looking truck. Tire stretching, Mike. You're absolutely correct. Fleet side. Scraping the road even when empty. We know donking cars is part of the car culture, even if we don't understand why anybody would do it. Donking a pickup, well, you lost us there. That kind of goes with my whole rim thing. Taking a pickup that comes with a girdled up suspension to carry heavy loads and then lowering it to the road, scraping levels is just baffling. I don't know. It depends on the truck. I've known people who want to do that to four by fours, and why the fuck would you do no, that? No, not to a four, four by four, four, but if it's an old two wheel drive, like 50s step side Chevy, have at it. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, 
Just the like if you got a Volkswagen be. Beetle, lay frame on that son of a bitch. Beetles look so much better scraping the ground. And so do vans. But yeah, like a four wheel oh, drive the truck. Rider, the old low rider kidnapper, huh? Well, you ain't kidnapping anybody in a Volkswagen Beetle that oh, scrapes the yeah, ground. You're gonna you're gonna hit every goddamn right. pothole, every pothole and speed bump. Uh, exhaust stacks have no place I'm in pickups. I'm centered on this speed bump. I need to call Matt's off road recovery. Yeah, if you're driving around with dual overhead exhaust on your truck, like you're driving a semi truck, here's a good one. Only off trail trucks need bead lockers. <laughs> That's just a waste. Well, of Well, they're money. not DOT approved. Number one. Bead Did locks you know exist to make off-roading safe. A bead lock pushes the bead of the tire against the wheel, and it comes in handy during trail driving where tire pressure is usually low. Keep the tire securely attached to the wheel. If you don't plan on any heavy off-roading, your pickup bead lockers are a necessary in addition, often expensive too. And as Gordon said, not DOT approved. Stinger bumpers are for off-roading only, so we'll just skip past that. What the fuck's a stinger bumper? That's the bumper that has the um, per, the spatula on the front, so if you're going through a, a, a creek or divot, that bumper hits the bank first and lifts your truck up. I'm not seeing that. Well, out here we don't have those. It's it's usually high-cut bumpers so you can get clearance. Well, these are high-cut, but then they have what looks like a spatula on the front that sticks out about 30-degree angle. You'll see them on Jeep, so if they're going down, like I said, a ditch the spatula will hit the bank and lift oh, it up. Oh, so it's almost like a bull bar coming out. Yeah, but instead oh, of it going God. straight up to cover, it's at an angle. So once again, it makes contact with a hill in front of you before the bumper wheel, thus lifting up the truck. And uh, it seems, what here, let's read their description. We see them on off-roading rant here, but Stinger bumpers are there for only serious off-roader hurtling boulders and rocks. The front bar keeps the off-roading car from getting stuck on a big boulder. Or from pitching forward on steep declines, stingers are, um, sorry, stingers on pickups seem like pointless because the size of the pickups usually deter rock climbing to begin with. Unless you got a, a Tacoma. Well, this is a picture. Their example picture breaks two rules here, but the first one, number four, a net tailgate. Going back to the nineties again. But the picture of the Chevy they show not only has a a net tailgate, but it has a big bulging bag of blue truck nuts hanging from oh, it. Oh, okay. And I know what your stinger bumper is. Yep. Actually, I always thought that was a good toe point. But I get it. Yep. What not to do with the bed? Number three is they're just saying don't turn your bed into a bed of speaker boxes. This guy has one, two, three, four, five, six, 18, 12-inch uh, subwoofers and about 23 6 by 9s in the bed of his truck. Um, we're going to skip the number two, glaring mistake. Chrome accents are good for um, are good. Chroming up your entire pickup is not... So they're showing people who get chrome wraps. Yes, I, I agree with that. Oh, my God. So let's talk about wraps that I've seen out here. There's a Tesla that has an iridescent chrome wrap that's running around here. So it's either pink or purple or chrome, depending on the light. It's like flip-flop. Uh, I've seen blue chrome. I've seen chrome chrome. I've mm -hmm. seen green chrome. I don't like wraps because they, regardless of what they say, Unless you pull that shit off in three years, it does damage yeah. your paint. Yeah, you got it. You got to pull it off, especially in a hot environment. I think if it's something like Ohio, Kentucky, or the Midwest, it's good. Or even the East Coast, where it gets a lot of salt. If it's but a I'll, if it's a fleet van for your plumbing company, have at it. If it's your personal vehicle, I don't know. If it's a lease that you're turning in in two years and you just want to protect the paint to keep the value up, okay, I get it. But you are absolutely right. 
And finally, let's do not do strange rims. Finally, strange rims. Very small ones, extra large ones. You know the drill. Keeping a pickup safe on the rims that it comes stock with or what dealer advise you to swap in. Do not make pickup trucks something that is not by donking it with a strange or widely, weirdly sized rims. And furthermore, if you do upgrade your rims, you got to know, you have to know your offsets. Offset. You have to know your offset. You need to know if your hub centric size. There yeah, is a lot the, to the, go. The parameters your truck is designed to handle. If you're a young cat, you're probably not listening to this. But if you're in your dad's car and he's listening to this, and you got yourself a truck and you've been secretly looking for rims that you're going to try to smuggle onto his credit card, I strongly suggest you go with the reputable sites that provide a phone number where you can actually call them. Tell them what model rim you're looking for. Tell them what car you or truck you have, and they will tell you and the tell offset, them, the hub centrics. They will tell you, no, that tire, that rim will not work on your car. Right. Here's some s similar ones. And a part of that conversation is the size of tire you're planning on using, mm -hmm. too. And that's it's the thing, too. package. Don't be Johnny one at a time. Um, look, we get it. People are poor. People have better things to spend their money on, like bills and mortgage and shit. And so if you're going to be the one at a time, Johnny, there's nothing wrong with that. But make sure you have storage space. Do not put two rims on your car at one time. Or do not put new Tim's rims and old tires. Just buy them, stack them in your garage, and then when you can afford the whole set, have them put on. Because by the time that, that, that second set of rims are going to come years later, it's not going to come as quick as you think unless you're super good at budgeting. By the time you get those things put on, they are not going to match. The back, the other two are going to be faded, chipped, smudged, what have you. So I was told something interesting at Toyota recently. Hold on. Got to put the closer not there. And this has been to be or not to be that guy. Okay. You're at Toyota. So speaking of vehicles, I went to Toyota to get my last free service, which I'm 5,000 miles away, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm, one, I'm, a, I'm like 1,000 miles from oil change. But, one of the first things he noticed was I had swapped out my map lights with LED lamps. He said, hey, do you have any problems with uh, your low pressure gauges coming on? I said, nope. He goes, okay, keep an eye on that. He goes, the pressure sensor for TPMS is up, up near the map lights, and those LEDs have been known to interfere. Good for what? Know. Yeah. For what? Your pressure for what? For that, that reads your tire pressures. I said, okay, good to know. Oh, the, the antenna's up there because it's got to read all four tires at one time. Yes. Gotcha. And and mine actually tells me what the pressure is in all four each tire. Which mine does nice. too. When you oh, that's the other thing. When you go to get your rims swapped out, get a new TPMS sensor, or make sure they transfer your stems because it's all built into the stem. They, make sure they transfer your stem from your a, factory. A reputable company will usually just make you get new ones. As I said, make sure they transport. Uh -oh. When I had the um, my Tacoma done, James just popped the because it's all built oh, into no. the stem. Yeah, it's all just built in the stem. Pop the stem out, put because it, it literally it's just a stem with a black box on the back of it. It's all it is. Well, you know where I go, they probably will fucking destroy it trying to get it out of the old. Well, that where you go, it's upsell, upsell, upsell. But uh, well, then the other things I was talking to him about, I was like, hey, I, you know, you probably notice I've got this is lease and it's got some larger tires. You know, they're the size that you get on a Pro, mm -hmm. TRD Pro, with 16-inch rims, although the rims are an inch narrower, but it's kind of the largest width you could go. He goes, he goes, that's okay. He actually verified something I had been reading. He goes, 
the, he goes, I've got people who bitch that their digital speedometer is not accurate. He said, Toyota is three to 5%. I never <laughs> yes. noticed the difference. And he said, because I, I was like, well, I'm a little concerned with the odometer, although I'm not trading it in. He goes, and, and he goes, it's just an estimate. I'm like, yeah, I get it because your tire brand new is one diameter. And by the time it's, you know, the treads down, it's going to have a different distance. And if you're one of those people who never have touched a goddamn tire pump in their life, and the only time their tires even see an air nozzle is the next time they get an oil change, they could be riding around at six pounds below pressure all the time oh, anyhow, yeah. which is going to give it a different circumference. Yeah, so it was it was kind of interesting. I was putting uh, I was putting windshield washer fluid in my Tundra yesterday because Carrie's going back to work, and so I've been Tundra's only been using for fishing expeditions all summer. It's been sitting in the parking lot, thus why I'm over on my oil change because I haven't been driving it all I mean, day. Don's gonna be broke again with gas. Well, our gas was our gas hit like three ninety two, but it's back oh, up to three ninety nine right now. But anyhow, still under four, and so. Part of the reason I haven't had an oil change is because it's been driving. I drive it like a mile and a half to the boat ramp, bring it home. So I'm not driving it like I used to. So I'm saving on miles. But now I got to drive back to work. So I stopped at Publix the other day to get some. No, I was at Wind. Uh, no, I went to Wind Dixie. They didn't have any, believe it or not. So I had to go to a gas station, and I was putting windshield washer fluid in. Now I'm sure Chevy may have changed this, but in the past. I have had Toyota since 2015, so maybe the 2015 through the 22 models have accommodated this, but one of the things I noticed with Tundra and Volkswagens, no, Tundra, to Toyotas, not even Volkswagen, I noticed whenever I'd fill up my washer fluid tank on my Jettas and my old Chevys, I would end up having a quarter of a fucking bottle windshield wiper fluid rolling around my trunk because the size of the goddamn container didn't accommodate the size in which the windshield wiper fluids are sold. Toyota, Toyota has got that figured out. Yeah. Their holders accommodate the entire size of your fucking bottle. Woohoo! So anyhow, I was pouring it in there, and a guy, older guy, came out. Hey, that's antifreeze. I mean, that's windshield washer, not antifreeze, right? And I said, Yeah, blue, not yellow. And I looked at him. I said, You know, it's funny you say that because I was sitting here putting windshield washer fluid in my car, and I'm looking at my big ass V8 engine covered in sand and funk and schmutz from driving off-road and all that, and thinking about how I need to go pressure wash it at the car wash. I didn't get in all that, but that's what I was thinking. I said, you know, I was standing here putting uh, this windshield washer fluid in here and looking inside, and I got to thinking, how many people are driving around in cars that they've never personally fucking popped the hood or looked under the hood on? Oh, absolutely. And by the way, speaking of pressure washing, with a modern vehicle, be very, 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 very careful with all. Well, the when I say pressure washer, I mean like the ones at the the do-it-yourself car wash, not actual high-end pressure washer. Well, no, no, I'm talking about that too because water gets. I was watching somewhere they're saying, yeah, there's so many sensors on these things now that you gotta be careful. But there's so many, they're all under that shroud. But there's you know. so many people who buy a car without popping a hood. Oh yeah. Buy a car sight unseen, because you know they really don't make car. They're bic lighters to them, right? Yeah, but like to me, it's not that I want to inspect it because I'm afraid that that model car sucks. What I'm looking for is defect in that particular car. Oh, this mm -hmm. one got scratched by the fucking guy who was moving it out and onto the truck. You know, this got a stain on it. You know, things like that. That's what I'm looking for when I'm in, in searching at a, at a brand new car, anyhow. So uh, just the idea that people, there's so many people out there who don't even know how to legacy. Load. I bought it off the lot. I didn't see it because it was dark. The next day I picked it up. had a scratch across the uh, the trunk and one along 
like uh, the, the ground effect, and I was like, y'all got to take care of this. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even see this. It was amazing. And then that car was doomed for body damage, overspray, and everything else. Never buy a black car from the desert. That's why I started parking in the street. Our parking lot, my new job, we have a parking lot, and then it's the building itself sits on a two-lane thoroughfare, hence the whole discussion about the wheelchair ramp earlier. Mm-hmm. And so... After finding two new scratches and paint colors on my door in the parking lot, I now park on the street and fold the mirror, and I say to myself, well, if my truck's getting hit on the street, it's going to be at a speed in which insurance will be covering the damage. I can't have my insurance coming to fix every goddamn ding and smudge on my door from well, the parking lot. you're probably lot. hoping that if there is an accident, it hits at one spot on yeah, your that truck. Yeah, that side's already on the curb. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Why do men need transition time? Here we go with your weaponized incompetence again. Men have rituals to switch from one task to another. That's why they sit in the garage when they get home or just chill. And they don't really want to talk to anybody. Generally speaking, women don't need this. Now here's the problem. When he gets home, a woman assumes that he's ready to interact, but he isn't. Then she takes it personally and feels rejected. But then when he comes back to her when he's ready, she's pissed and pushes him away. And then this creates a vicious cycle. At the end of the day, we just need to understand that we work differently and need different things. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok TikTok lesson of the the week. week. I I jumped it, but that's one of the things when I was younger, one of the reasons after I got married and that, uh, that I like to go to the gym after work because that was a good transition mm-hmm. period. Speaking of transition, oh boy. China's population is set to start to shrink with huge Good. consequences. Good. Give you the finer notes. I'm not going to read through all this thing. Um, China's accounts for more than one-sixth of the world's population, yet after four extraordinary decades in which Chinese populations has swelled from 660 million to 1.4 billion, its population is on track to turn down this year for the first time since the Great Famine of 1959 to 1961. <clears throat> According to the latest figures from the Chinese National Bureau of Statistics, yeah, because those are going to be fucking real, China's population grew from a staggering 1.41212 billion to just 1.41260 billion in 2021, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually a record low increase of just 480,000 a mere fraction of the annual growth of 8 million or so common a decade ago. So for those of you confused, they're seeing an annual increase of 480,000 people a year opposed to 8 million a decade ago. While a reluctance to have children in the face of strict COVID measuring, not to mention the fact for many, many years they're forced to kill their young female daughters and only have one daughter per family, China's total fertility fertility rate burst per women, if you will, was 2.6 in the late 80s, well above the 2.1 needed to replace its deaths. It has been between 1.6 and 1.7 since 1994 and has slipped to 1.3 in 2020 and 1.5 in 2021. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, what it means, scrolling all the way down to the bottom of this page here, is that uh, China's working age population peaked in 24 and is projected to shrink less than one-third that peaked in, uh, by 2100. China's elderly population, age 65 and above, is expected to continue to climb for most of that time, passing China's working age population near 2080. So basically what this means when 
this generation of Chinese folks get older. I think they were saying, I was trying to find it here. Crap. I saw the numbers here. Oh, here we go. Crap. Where did it go? Sorry about that. I was trying to skip down. Long story short, they're going to have roughly statistically like a hundred. I think it breaks down something like for, they're going to have like 100 persons per whatever number of people working to accommodate and pay for 120% retirees. So instead of it being, you know, one, you know, two people taking place of one retiree, they're basically they're not going to have enough people to provide the revenue the country is going to need to survive to accommodate the, the elderly people. Uh, okay, here we go. It means that while there are currently 100 working age people available to support every 20 elderly people. by t So right now, this means that while there are currently 100 working age people available to support every 20 elderly people, meaning it only takes 100 people to support 20 elderly. That's not a bad, that's not a bad cut, right? Mm -mm. Like, hey, you 100 people are going to, you, you know, you guys want to donate money and feed this fucking cat over to, uh, <laughs> you know, the PCSA, fine, or whatever they're called, anyhow. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. By 2100, 100, work, 100 working age Chinese will have to support 120 elderly people. So it jumped up. It like almost flip flopped. So now instead mm. of, so right now it takes 100 working Chinese citizens to support 20 elderly. Those same 100 people are going to be working to support 120 people by 2080. And I heard in an interview Which today. Which will probably be in the ground. Level. But what's good for our kids and our grandkids, I heard today, by 2050, mm. over because of the lack of children they have, because all the years are forced on the people to kill the, the, the little girl kids, and so they have less women there. That by 2050, like 50 percent of their population is going to be 70 to 80 years old because they haven't mm. been producing enough to have young cats. Yeah, they're going to tip over financially. Yep, and not only that, so, so much kind of tipping over financially now. It almost so. makes you wonder what if they know this. Is it going to force their hand? Like, if, if there was ever an intent, tinfoil hat time, boop, 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 tinfoil hat time, if there was ever an intent by the, the, the people running things in China to actually try to make this thousand-year plan that we've heard so much work and their world domination, if they, if they see these new numbers and they know, okay, by 2050, we're fucked. <laughs> we're not going to have any young kids oh, yeah. to serve in the military. If you're in, you know, if you're in conspiracy land and you're sitting in your bug-out bag and you have a tinfoil hat on, do you think there's people that, think well maybe this might push your hand to do something sooner than later yeah i mean look at what we got going on with uh them saying prepare for war again because they say well, it a lot if, apparently. well they also uh, said if nancy pelosi and if nancy and pelosi goes to taiwan guess what motherfucker she's there and guess what happened seven to ten major taiwanese government websites are dos attack today bringing their whole at least and the internet equivalent to their infrastructure down. And China said Tuesday, on Tuesday night, which would be tonight, which I don't know what's happened yet, they were going to start doing live fire military exercises. Yep. So we got that. Now, for those I, just saying, well, what's their deal with Taiwan? We don't have time to get into it, but China's thinking about pulling a Ukraine on Taiwan. They're, they're, it was formerly ours. It's got some of our people there. We want to take it back. 
you know, and by Nancy Pelosi showing Russia, up, it's the same way because they're saying the same thing about Georgia now as they said about Ukraine. Well, before this time like period, the same it wasn't a country. So you're just arbitrarily picking a time in history of when this this place didn't exist. Guess what? Kiev was around before you guys. It's almost like they're Moscow. playing out of the same plan book, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. But yeah, let's see here. Um, my fitness. We did that. TikTok. We did that. Oh, speaking of TikTok. Uh-huh. You ever seen those uh, TikToks now change their ads on like Hulu and that to say what I've learned on TikTok, right? I haven't seen those, but I have gotten asked like 38 they, times today what my opinion was of their ad. Yeah, what I've learned on TikTok, and I'm waiting for somebody, and maybe we should be that somebody, to come up with a whole gig. What I learned with TikTok, how to break into a car. Mm-hmm. How to do all these stupid challenges, right? The beer, what, what we got. Well, I kind of did that when I first got in TikTok in the middle of COVID. There were some guys showed you how to break off one of those fucking um, lock-on sliders for your trailer hitch. Oh, by the way. And I was like, well, thanks, Uncle Steve. You just taught the entire world how to steal high-end expensive trailer hitches. Like everybody learned to do the uh, the bacon grease into the uh, aluminum foil. Correct? See my video on that? Yeah, I actually got a response for that one. I need okay, to go ahead. My response is, is you eat your fucking breakfast, then you go while the oil is still liquid and not hot, and then you put it in there and get it the fuck out. Well, for those who don't know, there was a trend going around. If you, you wait till it cools. The quickest, easiest, cleanest way to get rid of the oil is to just stick tin foil, a sheet of tin foil, in the drain of your sink and pour it in there and let it solidify. And I think, well, that's pretty fucking ingenious because most of us aren't plumbers. And so we started doing this occasionally. Oftentimes we'd throw a, put it in a bird food bowl if the sink was full. But sometimes at a pinch, oh, shit, I need to get this bacon grease out of here. Well, what Mike can attest to, if he's still listening, um, there's a thing called plumber's putty that you put on the basin of your sink when you're applying said drain. And what happens mm-hmm. is when you have 230 or however fucking hot bacon grease is, heating up that whole area because you poured it into tin foil, which conducts heat, um, after a while, you will start noticing some dampness below your well, sink. Why would you do it right after you got done cooking instead of after you're done eating and it cooled? Is my question. Because one, when it's cooled, then it's solidified and you're scraping mm, it. It takes a while, though. And two, uh, some people like to clean as they go. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so don't do it. Put it in a too. bowl. Put it. Put a metal <laughs> bowl in there. Don't do it directly in your sink because it will destroy your gasket and you will be calling Mike no use for last name while sitting in the parking lot of Home Depot and say, hey, should I go to Plumber's Putty or a nice silicone? And he says Plumber Putty. So, yeah. I take it that happened to you? No, just a, just a thought, a dream, a, a thought idea I had. Didn't happen to me at all because I'm not that stupid. News and shit. News and shit. Now here's Gordon with some news and shit. We still can't find the original full-length intro from when our soundboard crashed, so there's the background noise. Joining us live from the Las Vegas News Deck, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight? I am doing good. And this Mississippi man out of Belden, Mississippi, he's a proud cat dad. Aw. Mississippi man said his pet cat helped prevent a robbery at his home. I'll buy that for now, a What dollar. kind of cat is this? Is this a bangle? Is this a savannah? Is That's this a fucking thermal? mancoon right there. Tell you what. No. He credits the calico. You country's hell. Here's a fun <laughs> fact. Did you know that all calico cats are female? 
Yes, I did. There may be the rare case. I've actually gotten an argument with a significant other about that, and I had to, <laughs> I have to, you know, get out the old Google machine and say, "Look, Google me right." Um, credits Calico with possibly saving his life. Bandit, Aww. a twenty-pound cat, lives with her retired owner, uh, her Fred Everett, no, and Tupelo Miss. Is that Tupelo? You know who's from Tupelo, Mississippi? Tupelo, Mississippi, which is a suburb of Belden. Motherfucking Tupelo, Belden Mississippi wire. Flash. Where are Belden wires out of? Uh, you, you know about the Tupelo, Mississippi Flash? Nope. Oh, wow. Okay, go ahead. I would play it, but we'll get shut down by fucking YouTube. Anyhow. When at least two people, not one, but two crackheads, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, or, 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 or meth addicts. No. Tried to break into their shared home last week. The cat did everything she could to alert dear Everett of the danger. Meow. He told the Northeast, according to the Northeast uh, Mississippi Daily Journal. That's Meow. a mouthful. You've heard of guard dogs, said Everett, 68. Well, this is my guard cat. The attempted robbery occurred sometime between 2.30 and 3 a.m. on July the 25th. According to Everett, he was first awoken by Bandit's meow, meow in the kitchen, and then she raced into the bedroom, jumped onto the bed, and began to pull the comforter off of him, clawing at his arms. Meow. Everett knew something was wrong. <laughs> she had never done this before, according to Everett. I went, what in the world is wrong with you? Meow. Everett got up to investigate and saw two young men outside his back door. Meow. One had a handgun. And the other was using a crowbar to try to pry the door open. Now I'm like a real piece of shit. Like if a yes. piece of shit ate a piece of shit and took a pee and shit, you're that piece of shit. Everett said by the time he retrieved the handgun and returned to the kitchen, the would-be intruders had already fled. Everett told the newspaper they did not call the police. He said the situation could have been different without Bandit helping him out. It's funny. So I got this Cavalier and they say they're not good watchdogs. This little guy, if something is off, he will bark. And that's all I need in a watchdog. Katina, he had woken up from a sleep. Katina came in from the bathroom. The lights were off, and she started barking at her. I had one night I had my shirt hanging up that I was going to wear to work because I was going to the gym on my dresser, and he saw this shirt in the middle of the night and just started barking. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Glad to see. Now, Montana story it's all about. This job I had one time as a town scout. Mm -hmm. I'd had a hard day at the office and the boss wasn't in town. The day this hair-legged guitar picker just happened to come around. Well, he walks into my office with a great big grin. And folks, that's where my story really began. Grin like a jack-o'-lantern? He said, son, my name is Bogodar Rippin. I come to you from Tupelo, Mississippi. And that's all I can play before YouTube shuts us down. So go to YouTube and look up the Tupelo, Mississippi Flash. We've heard of uh, wildfires being caused by all sorts of things, by lightning, by people. Homeless people under the 405 with a cook stove. Salt Lake City, Utah. The Mormons are up to it now, too. Well, Utah man has been arrested on accusations. He's a Utah he, man. He started a wildfire. Well, what did he do? Did he go and light some trash or throw it on the ground? Did he toss out a cigarette butt? Proposing his 15th wife? Nope. He was trying to burn a spider. 
Oh, some bitch. Corey Allen Martin, 26. Now, do they have tarantulas in Utah? Because I might be able to understand a tarantula. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't because I came across a tarantula in Texas at 2 a.m. and I simply put a glass over and dealt with it in the morning as an adult does. We got them here. I just ain't seen them yet. Corey Allen Martin, as I was saying, 26, told deputies that he spied a spider. This guy clearly hates spiders and evidently is taking home when people say burn everything down when they see a spider. Uh, told deputies that he spotted a spider Monday while he was in a hiking areas of the foothill, foothills located south of Salt Lake City, <laughs> near the city of Springville. So this douchebag didn't even do it in his house. He was outside nope. on a nature walkabout. He shows a probable about. cause statement. Absolutely. Oh, what a he acknowledged starting the fire, but didn't explain why he was trying to burn the spider. Because it's what everybody on the internet says, right? Burn it all burn down. Burn it down. I'm scared. Deputies found a jar of marijuana in his belongings. No, here we go. Blame it on the old devil's cabbage. Mm, I'm sure the devil's cabbage didn't help the idiot. Uh, but he didn't appear <laughs> to be high, according to Utah Sheriff. My Sergeant judge, like, Spencer my movie's Cannon. not even streaming yet. You oh can't my blame God, this one is on that me. not the perfect sheriff's name? You ready? Sergeant Spencer Cannon. <laughs> Fucking perfect, dude. you got to be coming a cop with that name like that. Mm-hmm. There is no evidence to suggest that he intentionally started the blaze, according to Cannon, but he called it a reckless and puzzling decision. This area and most of Utah are currently bone dry admitted extreme drought conditions. Yeah, even the lake is shrinking up there, too. What led him to stop and notice a spider... Decide to try to burn it. Well, we don't know. He's probably high. No, I don't know. Uh, Cannon said uh, there may be, there may not be a why. There may not. He might not even know why. Who, what, when, where, Martin high was arrested on suspicious of reckless burn, reckless burning, and possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia, according to court documents. He should have been in Nevada. He would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Utah County Jail on Tuesday on nearly $2,000 bail. It is unknown if he had any attorney. The wildfire quickly spread up the mountain that had burned less than one square mile as of Tuesday, according to fire officials. So far, no homes have been damaged. Be, brace yourself. Shit may get weird, you know, because why? Well, it's after 2020 and it's now 2022. According to NASA... NASA says the sun is getting very active. Hot, damn hot. And that could cause problems here on, well, Earth. Why? Because we need more problems currently, mm-hmm. or at least attention to something that probably won't happen. None of problems, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. The space agency warned that active activity levels of the sun has quickly ramped up and that the solar cycle is not at its peak. It's already exceeding expectations. According to scientists, they expect to see more solar flares and solar eruptions that can impact radio communication, navigation signals, and electrical power grids on Earth. I've yet to see this effect happen. I'm sure now that it's after 2020, it will. I just don't know when. Uh, NASA does predict that the solar events will continue to increase from now until, well, 2025. That would probably be the perfect year for everything to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And last but not least... There are no love for gingers out there. Ginger kids. Unless. Unless. You're in a town in Britain where a, actually, 
if you're in Britain, where a certain cinema chain Aww. is offering fr redheads free tickets during a heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> is that because they're going to, afraid they're all going to catch on fire? They're I have gonna, no they're idea. They're pale skin. They're going to get sunburned. There's no place like air-conditioned movie theaters on a hot summer day. And you know what? I could attest to that being mm -hmm. a child. That's precisely why. That's why we went to the, the dollar that's kind of gone away in America. Showcase cinemas in the United Kingdoms. Kingdoms, that's kingdom. We have a sh maybe a showcase? Are shut down here. Um, which is funny. They still call the showcase small. It's on the strip. Uh, <clears throat> thought that the chain would offer redheads free admission to escape the current heat wave, according to the Washington Post. The company publicized its unconventional promotion Friday on Instagram. Free tickets for redheads on the hottest days ever. I'm assuming I'm brunette, and I think I deserve another coupon, too. While uh, certainly cheeky and unorthodox, the promotion couldn't have come at a better time. Temperatures had soared to dangerous levels across Europe this week. Hundreds of people in France, Spain, Britain, and Portugal have already died from heat-related causes. We come from France. My in-laws are in Greece right now. They uh, didn't mention Greece yet. Britain recorded its hottest day in history on Tuesday with a staggering temperature of... $100 billion. 104.4 degrees in Britain. And that is Fahrenheit. Firefighters already responded to several fires across London on Tuesday and at the Met Office. The UK's Weather Service issued a red extreme heat warning and urged people to stay indoors. While masked up? No. Uh, while sun exposure and dehydration are certainly dangerous for everyone, studies have pre previously shown that people with fair skin, I'm fair skin, red hair, eh, are more at risk of developing skin cancer since redheads are often more vulnerable than most of the uh, to most of the sun's rays were giving them shelter from the sun inside you know what i'm good with this redheads definitely take the beating socially mm. i think they're one of the few groups that's allowed to be picked on anymore mm. uh and uh that's what they're doing that's all i got for is that's, that's news today. that is going to wrap it up for the news news and shit News nope. and shit. Now here's this Gordon's concludes the evening shit. news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. And that is going to wrap up this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. We want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support for what we do here at the What's In Your Head podcast as well as Digital 410 Networks. Please, if you want to help support the show, please head over to uh, the all-new revamped, reissued. Gordon, you need to check it out, too. I rebuilt the-410.com. It's a lot easier to maneuver, manage, navigate, and all that good stuff. There's a Patreon link right on the top on the banner. Click on that guy. Sign up. It's a dollar a month. And that'll go a long way to help everything we do here, whether it's at the What's Your Head podcast, the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, the Fail to Fail podcast, or even in the dark corners of the Tackle Your Personal Best podcast. Everything you guys do to help support us through Patreon goes a long way. Thank you guys so much. And while you're there, click on the new Adley merch link so you can quickly find t-shirts such as the Suck It Up Buttercup shirt that I'm wearing today. Use oh, the promo code I listen to save a little bit of money and uh, continue to support the cause. But we want to thank each and every one of you, and we will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>